This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. John is off today, and so I'm filling in. And Ford finally made it official this morning. Its newest pickup truck, the Maverick, will hit showrooms in the U.S. market later this year. Ford officially unveils the truck on June 8th on the TikTok and Instagram channels of the actress Gabrielle Union. It'll also be on Ford's social media outlets and on Hulu. We'll get more details then, but here is what we have already reported. The Maverick is made at Ford's plant in Hermosillo, Mexico, which is where the Bronco Sport is made. Base price? Just under 20 grand. Four-cylinder front-wheel drive with all-wheel drive optional, based on the same platform as the Bronco Sport, which itself is off of the Escape. It's not a work truck. It's a lifestyle truck. Translation? It's for carrying bikes, motorcycles, camping equipment, and all that sort of stuff. Look for it to hit showrooms by the end of the summer. Boy, automakers sure had a strong May in the U.S. market. Ward's Intelligence says they sold 1.5 million vehicles. The SAR came in at just under 17 million, down from April's 18.7 million because of low inventory caused by the chip shortage. But several automakers shrugged off that shortage. Mazda had its best May ever. Sales shot up 35% compared to April. Mitsubishi was up 31%, Volvo up 19%, Hyundai up 16%, and Nissan up nearly 14%. But it was a terrible month for Ford. Sales plummeted 19% compared to April, with some of the biggest drops coming from the F-150 and the Explorer. Get this, Ford was outsold by Toyota, General Motors, Stellantis, and Honda, pushing it down to fifth place in the American market. Japanese automakers have put more chips on hybrids than on BEVs, but the Japanese government wants people to buy more EVs. So Japan is going to dramatically increase the number of its EV charging stations, fivefold to 150,000 stations. It's also going to increase the number of hydrogen stations by 1,000 by 2030. And it wants 100 gigawatt hours of manufacturing capacity for EV batteries. Japan also set a goal to increase the number of commercial EVs from 20 to 30%. Right now, EVs and fuel cell cars make up less than 1% of the Japanese market. We want to know what drives your testing. OTA, connected car, diagnostics, remote testing, Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data. Mobility is becoming electric, connected, and autonomous, just like the manufacturing world. But we'll always be one thing, a reliable partner for our customers. You know, it's really hard to manufacture a vehicle. Thousands of parts and pieces come in from all over the world, and all of them have to fit perfectly together. Today's quality inspections generally rely on random parts being pulled from the manufacturing process and measured to see if they meet specifications. A lot of that is done manually, and usually only a few parts are measured per shift. 
So Sayat started using photogametry, which is a non-contact optical measurement technology that uses cameras to capture millions of points on an object, including depth and thickness. Those points are then put into a colored map that shows if anything's out of spec. Sayat used to only analyze about three parts a day. Now it does 30. And Sayat's not the first to do it, but we do think it's the first to roll it out on such a large scale. Jaguar doesn't sell a lot of F-types, but it needs to sell more. So they simplified the build complexity to cut costs and chop the price. No more four and six cylinder engines for the F-type. It's going V8 only. And only two variants are available, the new F-type P450 and the F-type R. The big news is the entry level P450 starts at just over $71,000, including destination charges, but that's almost 10 grand lower than the old V6 model. Reducing build complexity may limit how customers can order their car, but chopping the price so much should help move the metal. China's CATL is already the world's number one battery maker, and it wants things to stay that way. Reuters reports it's planning to open a new plant in Shanghai to make 80 gigawatt hours of battery cells a year, enough to power roughly 800,000 EVs. These would be CATL's cell-to-chassis batteries, which are integrated right into an EV's platform. Going to Shanghai puts CATL close to Tesla. And CATL says it hopes to supply half of the battery cells that Tesla uses globally, including for both EVs and rooftop storage. If that happens, it's going to put a lot of stress on Tesla's other suppliers. The world is changing at an ever-increasing pace. No matter what the mode of transportation, there is always the need for an efficient propulsion system. And that's exactly what Borg Warner has been doing since the earliest days of the automotive industry. Buick introduced the updated version of the Enclave. Its exterior styling gets a slightly new look, most notably the headlamps and the grille. Inside, the center console has been restyled and has buttons instead of a shifter to select gears. They also added heated, ventilated, and massage seats. It also comes standard with nine active safety features. The top-of-the-line Avenir gets unique styling accents, badging, and more standard equipment. And all of them keep the same 3.5-liter V6 with 310 horsepower, and that's mated to a 9-speed automatic. No word yet on when it goes on sale or what it's going to cost. Venturi is a small car manufacturer based in Monaco, and it just introduced its next-gen electric polar exploration vehicle called the Antarctica. Venturi is an interesting company. Founded in 1984, and since the year 2000, it's been specializing in high-performance electric vehicles, including getting involved in Formula E. The Antarctica is optimized for extreme cold temperatures and can operate at temps as low as minus 60 degrees Celsius. That's 76 below in Fahrenheit. It runs on two tracks, like a tank, 
and is equipped with two 60 kilowatt electric motors, one for each track. It also features a 52.6 kilowatt hour battery, which provides a range of 50 kilometers, that's about 31 miles, and it'll get that range no matter what the temperature is. It can seat two people in the cockpit and four in the rear, and instead of a steering wheel, it features a joystick, which allows either one of the front two passengers to control the vehicle. Venturi has already tested the Antarctica in a simulator and now plans to put it through its paces in the real world. Say, have we got a great topic for AutoLine After Hours coming up this afternoon. Who's got the better retail model? Traditional automakers with franchise dealers or EV startups that want to sell direct to consumers? Our guest is going to be Dave Zukowski, the former president and CEO of Hyundai Motor America, Now he's with a company called Unite Digital, which is at the bleeding edge of digital sales and marketing and e-commerce. Other topics that we're going to get into. Why do people like Hyundai and Kia so much? And how about hydrogen? Is that going to be a global solution or just a local one? And finally, do car companies need to have their own battery plants? Steve Finley is also going to be on the show, so join Gary and I for some of the best insights into what's going on in the automotive industry. That wraps up today's report. Thanks for making AutoLine Daily a part of your day. AutoLine Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone. Solutions for your journey. Intrepid Control Systems. Over-the-air engineering. Boost your game. Borg Warner. Propulsion solutions that support a clean, energy-efficient world. And by Scheffler, we pioneer motion.